Welcome to Casual Babble. Hey, it's your boy, BC Babble. This conversation could get a little Now, weird. I'm not trying to say that I'm a nerd, but we are definitely about to get our nerd on. So, this is Casual nonchalant, Babble. Nonchalant. Right. <laughs> Shake off the Monday. I know, seriously. Today was a Monday. Today was a lot. Ooh. But it's okay. It's over. <laughs> Were we going into this week with like a hopes for like a calm Monday or do, do we expect Mondays to be the way they were today? We expect Mondays to either be completely chaotic or you're brain dead. There's never like an in-between for No in-between? Um, so I went into it kind of brain dead, ended up doing more than I thought I would, uh-huh. but still chaotic. We love it. We love expectations. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, at least there's always low expectations for Monday. So if you do do well, then... You already beat your expectations. <laughs> Always good. And I'm trying not to point out the fact that you said doo-doo. Um, <laughs> we're trying to be mature on trying this podcast. Trying to be mature, yeah. Oh, man. Hello, you beautiful individual. Welcome back to the show. My name is BC Babbles, and this is Casual Babble. In the studio today is a recent work acquaintance of mine. Please welcome Alex to the show. Thank you for being here, Alex. Of course. So we just spoke about how Monday, Monday was a Monday. Was a Monday. Right. Now... I'm not as new to our current position at Town Square Interactive as you are. Uh, no, wait. The other way around. All the way around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's been Monday. You're good. Um, <laughs> but how long did it take you to get used to what Mondays were going to be? Um, not that long because you do get the expectation that whenever you come in on Monday, people have had the weekend to look through websites, look through things, and think about what they want changed. Um, so like tomorrow, whenever we come in, you know, maybe someone looks over their website tonight or whatever, but business owners, I found Sunday afternoon, Saturday morning, that's when they're saying, okay, I want this to be different. Mm-hmm. I want to change this. I have to call Alex first thing Monday to get right. this done. So I always expect Mondays to be a little bit of a flood, but by the time it hits lunch, I mean, it's normally over. So yeah, my Mondays are not floods by the time I get there yet. They always wait till I start going, and then the flood occurs. And I'm still finding it like, I don't know how to swim yet. Which makes sense. But it's still like, God, what kind of pattern am I supposed to expect this to land in? And I'm still... So one of the things I've... I think I mentioned to you recently Mm -hmm. was that I'm trying to find the balance between... um, Because everyone's like, while it doesn't count, get 20... You said get 20 cancels. No, I'm, while it doesn't count. Because while it didn't count, I was the same way. I'm yeah. like, save, save, save. Right. And I had multiple people tell me, mentors, managers, people tell me, like, if if they're worth saving, if they're going to be a good long-term client, it's worth it. Right. But if they're not, don't just save them for the hell of it. And then whenever it does count, all of a sudden they're there. Right. Um. So I don't know. It's, it's definitely tricky because there have been, like, some of the clients I have that I saved early on like they love me and they call me and ask how my weekends were and all that stuff so they can be stickier if you save them but it's kind of it's not a bad idea while it doesn't count to get rid of the good ones or the bad ones yeah and I guess like and this might just be coming off from like my experience with myself where I'm like I know I have a tendency to like allow myself being blasé to become kind of a permanent mindset and that's my worry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to, I want to get kind of this unnecessary weight off my shoulders. Right. But I don't want to allow it to make me blase about right. future retention when it will obviously count uh, towards me and my ability to perform the basics of my right. new role. 
Um, what were you, so I guess go into more in depth of like when you were training and you were starting to understand what expectations were going to be and what your approach to finding your rhythm was. Um, my approach to finding my rhythm was honestly, I had a lot of people to look up to for it. Um, not even like just on our team now, yeah. but, um, like even trainers and stuff. Um, everybody's been in the DMS position at some point, sure. um, which is really helpful. So I would hear from one person, I organized my touches by bill date. I would hear from one person I organized by just the last time I called them. Mm-hmm. Um, or some people, they have a schedule. Like I have one client who wants me to update monthly specials every single month. So I call them at the end of every single month and get the specials for the next month. And so it's just, it honestly takes a few months to get into that rhythm. Mm-hmm. But I found what works for me by just getting a little piece of advice from every single person. Yeah. Around, honestly. The one I think I'm trying to find the right time to implement that I got from you when I first shadowed you was, um, and I think, I hope this is you. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see how I retain my shadowing. We'll see. Um, Where, like, you block off an hour in the morning to do just calls. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know if it's, like, right before lunch or right after lunch, Mm -hmm. you have a blocked off time to do the actual edits Mm -hmm. you discuss with clients. Right. Because right now I'm kind of doing what you just mentioned where I'm, I'm organizing them by bill date so I can take care of the upcoming ones real quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure they're all in a good spot to be billed again. I'll give you a pro tip after, after this. I'm probably not doing that. Um, but um, I'm in, the se- I'm in the, like the 17th of the month at this point. Right. So I've gotten through like half right. of it. And then after that, I'm, I want to try to adopt that practice of just calls in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out the best way like for me to take notes. I just pull up the stickies app right mm-hmm. now. I use stickies for a while. Try to tap it out or type type it out. Tap it out. And then <laughs> eventually I'll tap out. <laughs> uh, and then like just take care of those things afterward. Right. But like, you know, morning, not caffeinated. I don't want to make the calls yet. No, and that's fine. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm more of whenever I get there in the morning, I'm ready. I want to get it done by the time yeah. I eat lunch and I go to the gym on my lunch and I get back. I just kind of want to like put in my AirPods and like do sure. my own thing for a little bit. Um, so that's, that's, I feel more like awake in the morning mm-hmm. as the day goes on. I start dragging. Right. So I tend to do calls in the morning, but everyone's different. And so you, mm, how are you so awake in the morning? Like, I, so you do your workouts at lunch. So what's kicking you up in the morning to like give you that oomph? Well, I I think a huge part of it, everyone around me wakes up 730 or later. Right. Because everyone lives in Charlotte. Yeah. I live in Kannapolis. Mm. I drive about 45 minutes. You understand my struggle. (laughs) Right. So my first alarm goes off sometime around six. Same. You know, like I'm up, I'm getting ready. I eat breakfast. I have to get my stuff together. I get in the car. I'm listening to a podcast or music. Mm -hmm. I have that whole 45 minutes to wake myself up. Okay. Where people who wake up and throw on clothes and walk two blocks to work, by the time they get to work, they've only been awake 30 minutes. Right, right. So I, I think that's what it is. So, but. see, I'm doing something wrong then because I live in Mooresville, which is right. a pretty much similar commute. To Kannapolis. But right. I'm not finding that, like, wake up by the time I get to work. And granted, I every morning have to decide, do I want to sit in this traffic or do I want to build up more toll fees? No. Oh, <laughs> I don't, and you would think that would wake it. me up. I know. Oh my god! And I, I am now so envious of the fact that you get those beautiful four to six lanes in the morning, and you're not told at all. Right. Like, oh, I hate you. Yeah, I don't. Ugh. I go 85 the whole way. Oh. 
and it's great for the most part unless yeah. there's a wreck and people like don't know how to act. Right. Um, but like I'm going 90 sometimes mm-hmm. getting to work. It works, but see, I'm I'm not alone. People are crazy in the morning getting to work. They so are. I fit right in with that crowd, so it's good. Man, see. I'm trying to like balance myself between crazy and like let's not be crazy, like stupid like, crazy. Yeah, like let's let's get right. to work in but, one piece. Right. Let's right. actually get to work. Right. Exactly. No, I get it. No, I'm not there yet. Mm-mm. That's not the groove. I've not found that yet. Yeah. But getting to work though, I'm still kind of like I'm not gonna lie. So I know I'm like over a month into the job. Right. And I'm still very like I have a city job. No, I know. Trust me. It's weird. So in the part of Mooresville that you live in, I'm yes. familiar with familiar with Mooresville to a point. Uh-huh. Um, is it the more like city side or the more like So it's not the, the 150 side. Williams side really. It's okay. more the countryside. Um I'm more of like kind of a mile away from the historic downtown part. Okay, yeah. 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 Um but yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm more out there. And maybe that's why it's such a not a culture shock, but like an environmental shock. For no, sure. I like live on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> like I go home and I let my dog run off leash on like acres of uh-huh. land. And then I get in my car and I'm like drive to the city and I practice like my drive to work before my first day. And yeah. I was like, this is not real. Like I feel like I'm in New York. Mm-hmm. Like this feels wild. And the fact that we were able to snag the parking spots we did, no, like I know. I'm surprised. No, it's like, crazy. I mean, I pay I pay for it, but Yeah, same. I'm actually late on my payment. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to make sure, like, I went to them today uh, during lunch, and I was like, and apparently I've gotten, like, one fee on, one late fee on, which okay. is, it's fine. Um, but it's like, I should have the money tomorrow for it, and it's like, I just hope that I can park tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. You and should and be then, able to. Yeah. Is it preferred parking? Yeah. Yeah, that's who I parked. Yeah, yeah cool people. By the way, going to preferred parking for the first time, like, into their building. I've never seen a bougier elevator system in my entire life. No, I went in there to pick up my card and I went to go click like the button. Right. And I was like, there's not a button. There's no button. It's a touch screen elevator. Uh-huh. And <laughs> it was, it, no, it was a lot. I'm I just like, and when I went there today, I was like, oh my God. Like I didn't retain how bougie it was. No, I know. And then I went in there t- again today to like switch out my credit card information. I was like, this is crazy. Like, why does it? I mean, I, I understand how it knows, but why does it know? No, I know. Oh, my God. And they fly, too. I mean, it they seems go so like fast. that would break a lot easier than if it just had a button. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so getting into Charlotte, getting into this new position, where do you come from, profession-wise? I, I come, this is my first job out of college. It is your first job out of college. So that's why, um, like, I had two internships. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously had jobs in college and high school, whatever, but this is my first, like you have a degree and now you have a job. Nice. And what was, and you went to App State, so go Nears. Yes, I did. So what was your, um, where'd you go for? I went for, so my major's in public relations, PR. Uh Uh-huh, nice. Um, so PR and then my minor was sociology. Ooh, nice. Which was a good, um, learning about people. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people do the do the things that they do. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's what I was really into. I loved PR, like crisis PR, Ooh. like you know, working yeah, yeah. for like a company who has some big outbreak or something mm-hmm. crazy. And I mean, I think it's kind of great that I graduated around the time of COVID. Because yeah. One thing I noticed: big companies are hiring like crisis PR people to deal with like COVID outbreaks, right? Other outbreaks where before they would have never paid someone's salary to do that. Oh yeah, so for sure. That's that's a plus for me. And you are a 2020 or 2021 22. graduate? 2022 uh, graduate. Oh, no. 2020. I thought you were saying age. I'm 22. Oh, okay. I yeah. graduated in <laughs> December of 21. So technically, I'm a 21 graduate. Uh-huh. But at the very end of it. Gotcha. So like last December. Gotcha. It's the last this past this past December. 
So what? So okay. So what was that? The interview process for our job right. is a bit extended. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, what was that for you balancing out your last semester and App State? Because so same department, the both of us, right. different concentrations. Right. Because uh, I was a broadcasting. Broadcasting. Okay. Concentration. Were you in Walker Hall? Uh, only for like the intro comm classes. Really? So I was like, in Walker like my whole time. The at App. second I was able to declare, I was over in the Beasley complex the whole time. Beasley's so nice. It is so nice, and I it's it's. For for me, it's it's a little confusing. It's because it's a Beasley building with his name on it, but it's an iHeartMedia station. Is it? It's weird. It's nice in there. It is great, and it's the amazing. fact that they have so many production booths. Ah, so I, I was the. Um, wait, why did I jump onto that tangent? Okay, so balancing your final semester yes, yes. with this lengthy interview process that we have, did you do the the whole shebang, including the the open house? Did not do open house. Okay. Um, I think I had like. Two or three interviews uh-huh. in one, like, phone call with a DMS. Gotcha. Um, and now they're doing it in person, which is kind of crazy. But, yeah. Um, Where I, are they holding them at in, in, with the in-person ones? I, I've seen people come in for, uh-huh. like, job interviews, and then they'll, like, go up to, like, a senior DMS and be like, hey, like, they're here for their job interview. Like, sit okay. down and watch them do the job for oh. 15 minutes. Okay, cool. Um, but that's kind of... That's a lot of pressure on the DMS. Yeah. Imagine explaining the job in fifteen minutes. Well, and you know what? The my friend Nicole, who who I had on the previous episode of this show, um, she I think that sounds like her process too, because she came in person to do I guess essentially a shadowing for mm-hmm. her interview. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I just had like before my final interview, they just like I called a senior DMS and they I just were like be honest and ask questions. Yeah. But at that point, it's hard to ask questions for a job you know nothing about. Right. Right. So right. I'm just like. How do you like it? <laughs> you know? See, and so... Like, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, it's just, how do you ask questions? Right. Like, how much of the <laughs> how much of the job description applies to the actual execution of the job? Like, not a lot of it. <laughs> Every job description is just a, just a surface level. Yeah. Because what you think is not going to be a big part ends up being the biggest part of your job. Exactly. So. Through my last job, when I was... So my last job, I was essentially all teams on our floor... Mm-hmm. As one person, mm-hmm. I only had two clients, thank God. But both clients were like high, like high, higher tier commercial real estate, so they were active. Um, but I think the job description for that was like some relevant experience for Adobe Creative Suite every day, every some. minute. <laughs> some. And I'm doing Illustrator, Photoshop, right. InDesign, Dreamweaver. Right. I did not think I'd have to touch another. Um, Dreamweaver session again. Adobe I'd use all the time for this, for instance, but like as far as like doing code for emails. No coding. I I took um I don't know if you had to take a class with Lynette Holman while you were at school. No. She's she mostly does the photography, but she does teach a class on like web design. Okay. I did and I took just the first level class at that. Uh And it was Dreamweaver. The whole time. I have not touched HTML since then. No, I've never touched it once in my life. And the fact that most of the job was like, you're designing emails for thousands of brokers and you were like, <laughs> to see. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think I can watch a couple tutorials like for this no, the night before. Yeah, for real. It was, it was crazy. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Despite the, the stereotype of like job descriptions, not quite matching to the job itself. I am very not attuned to this job but it's mm-hmm. like it's the first time i don't i don't mind it and well i also think that there's not necessarily surprises right um because in training 
it was so nice to hear this will happen to you. Yeah. It's not, oh, this never happens. You don't have to worry about this scenario. It's it's going to happen, so we're right. going to tell you how to deal with it. Yeah. So it was never like, oh, my gosh, I never thought this would happen. You mm. know? Like, they're, they're up front with you. Yeah. Which has been great. Which is good. Yeah. Yes. I, Taylor... Who I'm assuming trained you as well. Love Taylor. Yes. Taylor's amazing. We were at the gym today together. Oh, are you? Yeah, we. She goes to the gym sometimes, and she'll text me and be like, "Literally, grab my arm and make me go to the gym." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." Just in passing on the street, or like in in, in the room, in the like office. in the office. She'll like come up to my desk and be like, "Make me go to the gym right now." Oh, you make her go to the yes. gym. Make her <laughs> hold her accountable. No, I I have to. So she went today. Good job, Taylor. Good job, Taylor. <laughs> and I think I don't remember if she because she teaches Pilates on the side. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's a officially officially done she mm. gave her like they, she had even like a month's notice apparently mm. and i she forgot was if it, it was we were in training. yeah and she was nearing the end for my training so i think she's almost done she should be i need to have she's her on busy. here pretty soon to find out because she's fun she was a great trainer yeah um mallory was fun too i'm gonna yes. miss mallory i know mallory she was, was so amazing good. um and emily of course yes and we're my team my training team is trying to find the time to take the two of them out to dinner to we thank them. Didn't, we didn't have hot pod. Oh, you did have hot. You did not have no, hot pod. Oh, no, that's no, right. No, that's no. that's brand spanking new, pretty much. Yes, it's like pretty much brand new. Um, so I went from like plaza, like that training room, yeah, yeah, yeah. to my desk with Ryan. <sighs> yeah. Um, which was fine because there was nobody in the office. Yeah, good point. So yeah. I was very one on one. The way that people are in hot pod. Yeah. So in Hot Pod, the way you have the attention, I had the same thing. Mm. Um, so I didn't feel like left out at all. Right. Um, but yeah, I went I went straight to our team. Right. And Ryan Ryan's from my experience so far is a very very chill manager. Yeah. Super chill. I like seriously, I don't know if I would be able to handle things as well without a good manager. Right. Um, just because I do work myself up so easily. Mm-hmm. If something happens, it's the worst case scenario will happen in my yeah. mind. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not an if. And whenever I talk about that situation, it's like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a website. Right. Let's take a breath. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be okay. Right. And I need that. So it's See, good. and I'm still kind of feeling about it. Oh, I'm not going to lie, but it's like, for me, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, oh, yeah. Half Hispanic, type A fire sign gay i'm i'm <laughs> left-handed i'm built for a short lifespan so i'm gonna be stressed pretty much anywhere i go y- yeah you're built to just have that <laughs> yeah i know i know i know how it is yeah <laughs> trust me i know it's, that's why it's we medicated not enough of the coffee in the world it has really helped me at some point and you'd think having starbucks right there would be like the best thing for me but i don't think it is no i don't think it is either um when people are anxious coffee is what they run to and they should not right but yeah. I would run to like the refreshers more, but those are more expensive. They are. I hate that. I don't even go to Starbucks. And I love me a dragon drink. I heard you mention that the other day that like you don't do you don't do Starbucks. Are you like more of a Dunkin' girl? It's not that. It's I'm a very frugal girl. Okay. Delve in. Um, I would not like the thought of spending money every day on coffee like makes Fair me enough. sick. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because where other people, like I said, walk to work. I pay $190 for my parking pass. Mm-hmm. I spent $90 filling up my car the other day. You know, it's Ooh. like I have to put my money elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. A refresher is not where it's going to go. Yeah, that's a fair point. Fair so point. that's that's how I feel about that. And also, like, just coffee. Even if I do get coffee, it's decaf or something. Because yeah. I am so worked up uh-huh. all the time. Me on caffeine is terrifying. I will, yeah, I will say before the the town square cast started rolling in during training, I learned how to make myself a pretty good half-assed cold brew. Right. 
Yeah. Love that it. machine in the office for sure. Yeah. Uh, but also, I don't know if like they have a spot set, but uh, hey, if you're looking to be like money money wise, uh, check to see if my garage still has spots because I'm paying 20 bucks less. Really? A month. I will be paying one ninety five because of the late fee that I have right now. Mm. But but aside from that, it's twenty bucks less a month. Right. So Yeah, that's not bad. Um and whenever I got my parking spot, I didn't even know it was connected to the building. But it's uh, which nice is, yeah, that is because great. Because I can pull in and like go straight into the building, mm-hmm. especially if it's just me coming in late yeah. or you know, something like that that mm-hmm. just feels better for me. Yeah. Um so I mean I'm okay with that price, but that's why I'm not gonna overly spend on something like Starbucks. Fair whatever. enough. Fair enough, absolutely. But I will say along with the new with the parking lot though, and my still adjusting to having a city job, I my parking garage has that little like I don't know if you'd call it like a pergola or whatever it is, but it like it shelter that leads from the exit yes. down to the street. Yes, and um, I'm still like half expecting to be mugged or like attacked. Oh yeah, um, because it is kind of it is right next to the pool. Right. I don't know who the pool's for. Me neither. But it's there, and I'm like. I could die today. I could die this morning. Oh, yeah. But I don't have to talk to my angry Grecian clients, so that's a plus. No, literally. So if you want to come, come at me quick. No, just come get me real end quick it, if end you're it going now. to. No, yeah, I get Ooh, it. What was your first, without dropping names, um, what was your first, like, I'm done trying client? My first I'm done trying client. Actually, it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Um, <laughs> plumber, not licensed, Ooh, um, which is hard because like, you know, whenever we're doing the intro call and we're like, so right. you're licensed and insured uh-huh. 90% of the time it's of course. That sounds like a question I should ask. I'm not asking. Yes. I, it's, it's, it's a good one to ask. Yes. Um, and he's like, no, like just got out of jail. Like I'm just trying to pick myself up and start okay. my own business. Okay. And I'm like, okay, go for it. Had a super high priced package. Ooh. Um, Really, like, honestly, nice. Never once raised his voice at me. Never once got mad at me. Yeah. But I would get four emails a day or so. One would be pictures. One would be, hey, how's my rankings? One would be, hey, when can I expand? Right. Four a day. Um, Ended up wanting to cancel. Talked through it. You know, did the whole shebang. Uh Uh-huh. And then whenever I pulled out the, okay, well, your website's coming down. He said, okay, that's fine. Please take it down and let me know when it is. Um, Well... He's, okay. like, he's like, I can't afford this. I can't do it anymore. Because normally you can catch someone with, okay, the website's coming down. What? I need it up a little bit longer. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, no, take it down. Like, thank you for taking it down for me. Ooh. And I was like, have a great day. Uh, <laughs> have then, a great day. And then in Buddy Save, they're like, all right, so like, how do we save him? And I'm like, we don't. We don't. Oh, my gosh. Like, he's one you let go. Like, um, oh. Oh, but the first time I was like, no, like, and this is... I used to feel a lot more like they're coming at me and they're not. I know when people are upset, it's not Alex that they're mad at. Right. It's something else. It's, you know, they have a family to go home and feed and they can't afford it. So they turn it back on the website Mm -hmm. and then in turn me. It's not me. You know, Um, I had somebody who there was a Facebook post made. He did like garage doors and stuff like that. And there was a Facebook post made for fencing. Oh, okay. Um, and he was upset because he's like, I've never done a fence in my life. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Um, got mad at me for posting it. You know, we, yeah. don't, we don't do that. Yeah. Um, right. Didn't post it. 
Um, we did some sort of compensation, free month, this and that, whatever. Um, still didn't like me. Ended up calling me a worthless piece of shit Ooh. on the phone. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. And then at one point I went, okay, sir. And he was like, excuse me. And I was like, I said, okay, sir. Like, what do you want me to say? Like the, the most off, polite thing. I got off the phone and everybody's like, you okay, girl? And I just stood up and went to the bathroom because it was one of those things like, I'm so mad I'm going to burst into tears any uh-huh. second now. Yeah. Composed myself. And now it's almost like when that happens, you just get off the phone and you're like, yikes. And that's Ooh. it. See, I'm not, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to mentally prepare for a call like that. Not had one yet. Well, today, funny enough, I was kind of anticipating like, will I break down? But my client ended up breaking down. Oh yeah. They break down. Yeah. You hear about divorces and whatever all the time. Yeah. This one was just like, she, she launched her business the same time she went live with us. So mm-hmm. it's like, I totally get it. And it's the whole, someone forgot to prepare her for like to leave with us right. and that wasn't done. So, and even though they're like coming at me, like, uh, they say you guys, so it's like the company you as guys, a as yeah. a total. It's like I'm I'm still I need to learn how to like take to like actually apply that to not me. Right. Like I'm hearing her say you, you. guys, the company, this company, all the mm-hmm. likened terms like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like I'm still letting it hit me in here. I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to stop doing that. Like it's not me. I've had this for like two weeks and I can't I can't fix that stuff. Um but then there's my angry Grecian client. Angry and I call him client. Grecian because his name is Hella Greek. Hella Greek, okay. Hella Greek. I'll send you his chili. Please <laughs> so, do. Like tomorrow. No, please um, do. And like, I want to hear you try to pronounce his name. It's, okay. it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, but just like, and I, one of the things that taught me how much like I need to learn like, just like visually is like my, my mentor is Mason mm-hmm. on the team. And... I couldn't tell what to fix with this client. I'd gone through everything, directories, Google, right. website. I'm like, what What am I missing? Right. Because the reporting's just not what I would like it to be. Right. And in two seconds, he's like, well, you- he's got these three competing sites. I was like, where did you see that? It's like, right here, dude. I was like, oh, my God, I'm such a fucking idiot. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Having three, three competing sites, Doesn't one of help. which is a decade old, mm-hmm. uh, at least domain-wise. Mm-hmm. Um but I've definitely started looking for that ever since. But this guy made such a, a shebang one call I had with him made me feel like crap. Right. Um, then I found out about the three sites and then I got, I spent pretty much most of Memorial Day weekend pissed off at him. Right. <laughs> Cause I was like, you made me feel like an asshole. Like I was dumb and at the same time, but the whole time you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's hard to not take it home. Yeah. Um, especially because when you go home, people want to know work stories mm-hmm. and this and that mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, it's hard to not take it home, but like I, you really do have to just like yeah separate yourself. And like, honestly, you have to learn to put up a barrier. Like at 530 when I leave, mm-hmm. this is not my problem until 830 the next morning. Yeah. Because if it is your problem, like whenever I first started, GCC scared me yeah. a lot, um, which is hilarious because like you shouldn't be scared of them. Um, and I would like dream that like the phone was ringing and like it was a GCC. Oh no, 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 no. Like I would hear that phone Oh my God. And I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't be dreaming about this call. Like not PTSD Um, and I'm just out of training. No, 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 literally. It's bad. So, I mean, I've pretty much learned like, even if somebody were to email me at 529, I'm pissed. Call me right now. 
Mm, that's a tomorrow problem. That's, that, that's, mm. that's not, that's not a today problem. Were you 40 seconds earlier, I may have considered answering that phone call. Were you 40 minutes earlier, <laughs> I might not have answered it. <laughs> not answering the phone call. This job has not traumatized me quite in that way, but I'm still traumatized now for like three years from my iHeartMedia job. Because, mm. and people who listen are going to get so tired of this goddamn story. But since you're here. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Uh, so I, at, when I was still part-time, I was the schedule I had said I was not supposed to be in until like three o'clock that day. Okay. So I'm sleeping in on like a Tuesday, right. minding my own damn business subconsciously. Who would not? Right. And I get woken up at six twenty, something like that in the morning. No, 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 five twenty in the morning. Um, berated by my boss, completely shredded to bits because like I was hello. supposed to be in the office apparently. I'm looking at my because back and back then when I was greener, I was I had tendencies to overlook small things. Right. Um. So I'm like, oh my god, let me check my schedule. While she's yelling at me, I got her like on speaker, which was not the greatest thing to do. Um. But I'm checking my schedule. I'm not morning that day. I'm texting my friend who's full time, who's in there right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what schedule do you have? Right. She's like, you're not supposed to be in here till three o'clock today. And so I'm like talking to my boss. Right. All the shipping happens. Uh, she made a new schedule, didn't send it out. Well, whose fault is that? Apparently mine. <laughs> Yours. Never got it. Never got an apology. But to this day, I can't trust myself when I lock a door, when I set an alarm. I will, and I've done this as recently as two nights ago. We'll set my alarm. We'll go to lay down or turn turn around to lay down. I'll flip flop five, six times because I don't believe check it's on. like mm-hmm. I because I don't believe what I saw was really me mm-hmm. setting the alarm or locking the door. The good news is this job is not one day you start at eight, one day you start at three. Right. Because my other part time jobs like that, that's scary. Yeah. Because you really don't know when you work. Mm-hmm. At least this one's the same time. Every yes. Day. <laughs> every morning. Every morning. It's nice. So no unexpected trauma there. Thank God. But again, Ryan's like, Ryan's a really, really cool oh, manager. Yeah. Um, so lucky. I'm, I'm doing this thing now because he, uh, I sent him a message that he didn't see mm-hmm. and I was trying to get someone impending. And so now with like the three or four that I've gotten since, um, and he's on vacation or something right now, but, uh, he gets an email invite. Uh, so you and me are (laughs) submitting this person tomorrow morning, nine 30 or eight 30. So yeah, I'm not on his calendar too. Oh yeah. Not a bad idea. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Every single one. If everyone did that, it would be a lot (laughs) for the man, but Mm -hmm. I, but I get it while you're getting in the groove of remembering to do it. Absolutely. He's not, he's not going to not see another one. Until I'm comfortable. Until you're comfortable. With like, and I feel like there's, I think for, for y'all who've been here for a little bit, like you'll, you guys have like, there's an understanding of when to do things mm-hmm. that I don't obviously don't have yet. Right. So like I'm forcing him oh, to yeah. be a part of every move I make um, until I feel comfortable. I was that way too. And for the most part, I still am. Yeah. Um, like there's no way, like whenever me and, and Aaron and Cam who were in my class together, uh-huh. we were the newbies on the team for months. Yeah. You were new on the team for three weeks because we already have a new team member. Yeah. You know? Wait, are they done done yet? Or No. They've been assigned, though. They've been assigned. Yes. Yeah. But um, we were new for so long that whenever there would be training classes uh-huh. and they would be picking teams, I would sit there and 
jokingly but not jokingly be like please don't let us get a new person because i want to be the new one still because i want to be able to ask as many questions yeah. as i can yeah because i had it in my mind when there's someone newer than me uh-huh i'm on my own and that's not at one point ryan that's was literally like <laughs> you're not gonna be on your own like you're still on the team i'm not like right. sending you home with no contact right with me. but jokingly i was like i just want to be the baby on the team but it's it, it not gets it's better. yeah it's and funny enough, I used to hate being the baby. I was always the baby because mm-hmm. I, I, I have like a late birthday for like school year mm. cutoffs, whatever. Okay. Um, and for the longest time, I wanted to not be the baby because I was tired of being the baby. Now I miss it no. and I'm enjoying it very much. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm enjoying it so much. It's it's nice. It's it's definitely nice to be able to stand up. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I have something. Or, you know, having a mentor helps so much. Yeah. Because do you know how many messages Madeline was my mentor? Oh, yeah. And I would be like how do I like type an email? Like the stupidest thing. <laughs> and I would like teams message her and be like, can you come read this email before I send it? She's like, yeah, sure thing. So nice about it. Yeah. I don't know how she did it because I would be like, can you come to my desk? Can you come to my desk? She would stand up and come over to my desk and help right. me submit a ticket like five times a day. Did you like have an official like cutoff date <laughs> with no. like, no? No, for like mentor situations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now I am a mentor. Yeah. Ooh, for the yes. for Abby. Okay. Yes. So I was made aware that I was a mentor. So I kind of told Madeline, I was like, guess I'm not your mentee anymore. <laughs> and then we were like, this is very sorority right now. Right. Like, this is very, like, big, G-big situation. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I don't miss it. I don't miss it. I, I was never in that world. Um, it's not me at all. I'm glad I wasn't. But it, it does feel a little sorority fraternity-ish. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. With the mentor situation, but it's fun. Do you think once that official like assignment was made for you to now be a mentor, Maddie had a moment like, oh, thank God. Maybe. Would you be surprised if she didn't have a like thank God moment? Honestly, maybe. I've I've definitely laid off on her. I think. You, um, <laughs> you think? But it got to the point that she would start messaging me and being like, "Do you know how to do this? Like, I need help." And I was like, "Hmm." Mm. And she'll tell you she's like, "It got to the point. Alex was my mentor." So we just ended up both helping each other out. And yeah. like, she's somebody that if I have the stupidest question, I'm uh-huh. embarrassed to say anything. Yeah. I will message her and be like, please tell me if I'm stupid. Look at this. Right. So, yeah. no, it's helpful. I'll, and I'll yeah. always have that. It's not like a cutoff situation. I think it's nice to have someone to go to for that. Right. But I would honestly go to anybody for that. But still, her, I can be like, do not judge me. I don't know what this means. Yeah. You know, and it's fine. Now, with the kind of environment we have at work, what were... What were your expectations coming out of App State, going into a job, and then, boom, you're in heavy meta with the environment that heavy meta generates? Well, as you know, App State is, like, so mellow. Oh, yeah. Like, so chill. Like, like nobody, kids go to, go to like, class barefoot like chill. Like, nobody gets excited. You know what I'm saying? Well, they yeah, do. Yeah, they do. They do for, like, football games sure. and stuff like Tailgate that. Tailgating and whatnot. But for the most part, you know, you're on mountain time. Mm-hmm. You're minding your business. Right. You do whatever you want to do. I wasn't into sorority. I wasn't into stuff like that. And work, I guess I expected just like a a cubicle job Mm -hmm. with just phones ringing off the hook and whatever. Yeah. Which is what it is, but it's not. It's, yeah. Because I have friends who basically work in the same environment that we work in. Right. But everyone around them is older, has kids. You know, it's a lot more like I come to work, do what I got to do, go home. It's no... I want to talk about what you did over the weekend right. or we're friends. Let's go to the pool. Right. It's nothing like that. Um, so that was surprising to me. Like one of my best friends in college, she um, 
where she works now is just a really small company. And she's told me before, she's like, my closest friend is a mom that's in her thirties and we vibe, but like, that's my closest friend just because that's how age groups are. Right. So I was honestly expecting that. So the fact that everyone around me is, you know, in my age group and have the same, I don't know, heavy meta is, it's wild. Yeah. Heavy Meta, by the way, is the name of our team. Yes. <laughs> I've not gone over teams and whatnot. There's a lot of the, the culture I've not broken down regarding uh, Town Square no, and but being it's, a no, specialist. No, but it's great because it's it's such of like whenever you do something, it's not just like, oh, good job. Like yeah. you're actually cheered on for something. Yeah. Um, that like was an like interesting feeling. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I got... I forget if it was just uh, like a like a payment or something payment like payment uh, taken care of and Cam uh, swung over he walked all the way across the room <laughs> of course he did. to help me out uh, and give me like no yeah screenshot it screenshot it <laughs> and then put it in the put it in heavy meta put then it put it in chat. the national DMS yeah. um, that oh, yeah. was a that was an interesting feeling I've never had that before but it's nice it and is nice and it makes you want to work harder for things and you can see how. It helps you and other people. Right. And it feels even better whenever there's somebody who needs help that you can help. And you get to the point, like, there's some people on our team who, like, at points I've been like, I just can't save this person. I feel so defeated. Let me give them a call. Save them right there. Right. Sometimes you just get in your own mind Mm -hmm. and you need a buddy. Um, So that's helpful. I'm not going to lie. The prospect of, like, of of, uh, getting involved with the save team is I'm – kind of want to push it off because not because like I don't want to be able to do it but it's like I can't do it like yet. you don't know if you want to be trusted to do it right or, yeah like because I because I because obviously trade-off being fair you're like you'd say one of mine I'm gonna buy like the call of the principle of it gotta try one of yours right and I'm not there yet but I'm already on a team it's like maybe they'll, they won't notice me <laughs> for a no, couple more weeks don't and you will find like a strength like in buddy save groups, depending on what people are upset about, whether it's price, communication, moving to another company, mm-hmm. you'll find what objection you're best at handling. Yeah. And you will get assigned to those. Mm-hmm. So like in like our last save group, we were going over, this is how they feel. This is the package we wanted to give them, blah, blah, blah. Alex, I think you would be good at saving this because you can explain this better. Right. So Depending on what your strong suit is, is who you will get to save. Yeah. Kind of. See, I I think the only kind of objection I've been comfortable with is just like when their biggest concern is lack of consistent communication. And like, you, you're going to have a lot of those because you yeah. just transfer clients who haven't had communication. And that was the first couple months for me. Right. Um, if not like still. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still people I was transferred back in January, February that – um, have not talked to. Yeah. And I'm just waiting on the day where it's nobody reaches out to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, I'm waiting on that day. Um, and that, that happens a lot. And yeah. it's just, it's one of those things. Now for the ones of mine who are like that and don't respond ever. And I had one like that who finally got a hold of me saying no one, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, we have notes. Yes. We have notes. How much attitude do I put into this reply with them on the phone? <laughs> It's hard. I've had to I've had to stop myself a good bit from being like, if you want to think that, go ahead, email send, you know? Like right. that's that's crossed my mind. Um, but but you find ways to stand up for yourself without being rude, you yeah. know. Especially when people say, What have you done for me? It's really fun to get technical and write out a twenty point bullet list yeah. of what you've done. 
and send it and say, this is what I've done. Any questions? Like, that's not rude, but that's like, seriously. Oh my God, but there's so much innate but, to it. But, but there's, I love it. There's something behind it. Right. Of like I'm working for you. Yeah. And like I know, and I've literally had to say before, like, I know I'm worth it. So if you don't think I am, then like, I'm sorry, but like, I know I am. Yeah. Then you have to say it. I know I'm worth it. There you go. We don't say it enough. No. We don't say it enough. Yeah. Real life and work. Hmm. So now, if you're ready. For the work confessions or stories or whatever. Yes. Okay. And since you are the guest, I'll provide you the decision whether or not you want to share yours first. I think I've got a few of mine I've not shared yet, maybe. Or if you want to hear other stories first what are what are the guidelines um i mean what type of story am i pulling out my first story was about how my friend and the manager started fucking on the boss's table so i mean it's Uh, it's up to you (laughs) it's totally your call totally my call before we do that i will undo the screen so i'm not projecting people's stories across the room and into the hallway uh Mm. so supposed to be trusted okay <laughs> to, to so am i reading someone's story or am i telling my story so you tell your stories and then um we can kind of alternate um but i'll be the one reading the submitted stories okay and you'll be like the sounding pad with your responses and thoughts on what i've just told you um okay yeah that sounds good <laughs> there are oh there's so many stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's all like part-time jobs uh-huh. where the craziest shit happens. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. ever. Yeah, mine was student work on App State campus. No, mine too. <laughs> Let's go. No, mine Let's too. go. Let's go. So I worked at the rec centers. I was a uh-huh. facility supervisor. Were so you... do you remember like the yellow shirts and it had supervisor on the back? Yes. It was like... Um, they called us the lifeguard of the land. I know that's stupid. Okay. But it was basically like... Someone passes out because they're running too hard. Someone, sure. you know, whatever. We help them. Uh-huh. It's like a lifeguard, but like just for people working out on land. Right. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's literally what they yeah. do. So that's what I did. And I worked at Quinn Center for most of it. You know, the one by the football field? Okay. Really that one, one. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked there for most of the time and they would be having like cardio dance. They had a twerk and tone class. My twerk favorite. Twerk and tone. Twerk and tone. Never heard of it. Oh my um, God. I hate that amazing. I was not part of it. It would, it would be just like, like rap music and it was like cardio dance, but it yeah. was like, it was, it was, it was twerk and tone. Oh my God. It was God. good. So they would like stop and do pushups and do this, but then they would get back to dancing and it was amazing. Oh, So I most of my shift, I would go <laughs> sit over on the bench and yeah. just watch twerk and tone. <laughs> Like, I couldn't look away. The way you said it. <laughs> I, just, I watched. I watched it. Like, I was like, I'm not sitting at the front desk. I'm watching this right now. Oh, my God. So I love it. we had, so I was the supervisor, and then we had someone under us who did, okay. like, checking in and out of people. Right. Whatever. Um, but I was in charge of all the problems. Somebody okay. hurts themselves. Somebody, you know, gets in with a fake ID. Somebody, whatever. Sure. It's my problem. I'm sitting on the bench watching Twerk and Tone. The guy who was working with me, what were the member services or something? Yeah, something like that. Comes running down like the ramp. Uh huh. And I'm sitting on the bench and I'm like, what's going on? Right. His face is white. And he's like, I think someone just twisted their ankle. Oh. And I'm like, oh, so you know, there's a gym. So women's club basketball was practicing. Uh huh. So I'm like, twisted their ankle. Like, okay, let's get them some ice, get right. them home. Like, that sucks, but like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I go running out to. <laughs> The basketball court, uh-huh. I realized this is not a twisted ankle. Uh, this is a broken leg. Ooh. 
she had like made a shot and then come down and landed and her like leg bone came out from her ankle. Like I saw the bone. Oh my God. And I was like, honey, this ain't no twisted ankle. This- <laughs> I was like, ice ain't going to fix that. Or I would faint. I think at the I sight of it. I literally froze. And this is mask time. This is full mask time. Yeah. Oh my God. I ripped my mask off because I'm like, I will pass away. <laughs> so... Oh One of her God. friends turns and, and she's just like awake and she's like, is everything okay? Like she couldn't feel it because the adrenaline. Sure. Stuff. Thank One God her, for adrenaline. I know. Somebody was like, should I call 911? I'm like, probably. Probably. <laughs> so they call 911 and I like give them the address because they didn't know it. I sat right. there and waited with her. She was FaceTiming her dad. Her dad was like, can I see it? So like I took oh, her phone my from God. her. This little freshman girl, she was so sweet, just trying to play basketball. Turn the camera. I show her dad, and he's like, yep, I'm in the car. I'm on the way. Oh, my God. Ambulance shows up. They come in. They have to, like, immediately, before they even pick her up, like, medicate her to numb the fuck out of her. Right. Because how are you going to do that? Right. Put her up on a stretcher, and she was gone. Could you, ima- I, like, could you imagine the second the adrenaline wears off? No, and I know. that hits. And she had to have like three surgeries after that. Like it oh. wasn't just like a cast. Uh-huh. And it was like the, pretty much the beginning of like basketball season. Like it was, oh, it really sucked. No. Um, But I saw her after that. She would come to practice like with her crutches and stuff. And I would be like, how you doing, girl? Oh my goodness. You know, but it, that night, it was like 15 minutes after that, my shift was over. Dang. I got in my car and I was like, I don't know if I can physically drive. I have so much adrenaline running right. me. Right. And I called my dad and I'm like, I don't know what I just saw. And his response is, oh, you're better You're better prepared for kids now. <laughs> and I'm like, but maybe I didn't want to be. But, right. But maybe I didn't want to be. We, um, we don't ask for our trauma. It happens no. to us. So, like, that's why, like, it happened. And then the next time I walked in that gym, like, I never walked in that gym and didn't, like, break a sweat. Because what do you do when you see there's, there's no, I'm the most in charge there. This is at, like, 9 o'clock right. at night. Like people who like work full time for App State, uh-huh. they're at home in bed with their kids or whatever. Yeah. I, at 20 years old, I am the most in charge of this whole gym right now. Damn. I know. But we love Girl Boss. And I got paid like $8 an hour <sighs> to see a bone sticking out of a leg. And I thought, this is normal. This is, this is normal. This is normal. I've never, I don't believe I've ever seen something that graphic. I haven't until Do then. You, okay, when you, were, when you were living on campus, mm-hmm. where did you live? I lived in Cannon. That was West Side. East. Oh, far, it was East Side. Far East. Far. Okay, like gotcha. Down gotcha. the hill. Um, like you know where like um tap room and stuff is. Yes. Like yes, across yes. the street to the right, like that, gotcha. that building right there. I was in Lovell for the first two years. Okay. okay. Um. So my friend, um, granted again not as graphic, but okay. my friend she lived in Whitehall. White. Up that hill. Yeah. So she was, and there was a point where we weren't talking, but I was passing, walking towards the dining hall while she was, I don't know why she was in flip flops, <laughs> running down that hill. That hill is And gruesome. I just saw her, her feet stop mm. and her face very involuntarily meet the pavement. Um, she yep. was fine. Ish. But I've but she did roll, like mess up her ankle. Mm. Nothing sticking out, but I've never seen it like quite like con- that. Yeah, what's like, the word? Like contorted. Stranger things. Yes. Like the new season <laughs> of Stranger Things where they're like contorted. Contorted all the like time. <laughs> nothing yes. quite that. Yeah, no, I've never seen a foot like that before. But I was just like, oh damn. Oof. Uh, oh my god. We yeah, we call the ambulance for her too. Yes. But damn. 
That's like uh, she really said, "Should I call nine one one?" And I'm like, "No, I think we should just like wrap this up." And right? Take her home. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, penicillin. She's fine. No, like literally, give her a pack of ice. She's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'll see was, you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow on the court. <laughs> no, that was the most gruesome thing I had to go through. Thankfully, and they like yeah. used it as an example in trainings. They were like, Oof. "Alex had to deal with this." Blah blah. Because nothing really crazy like that happened. Right. But whenever I was in training for that job, uh-huh. they were like, "Oh yeah, people have died in these facilities." Yeah. So be ready for anything. See, man, when I, so, when I was going to App State, it wasn't so much people dying by accident; it was like suicides. But oh, oh, I uh, was right beside East Hall. Uh huh. You know, East is like haunted as fuck. I I heard about the basement suicides. No. Yes. Yes. There's like a group more. of like five or six people who all like got together in East, and I could like look out of my dorm window and see East, and people would. Oh, and then whenever I was there, uh-huh. a um, maintenance worker was caught putting cameras in the vents in the girls' bathroom at East, and they found the cameras oh, and arrested him. My God! So he had like gone in there for like maintenance and put like cameras up. Like it's literally on the news. Like his full name and everything. My God, that's gross. So I hope that, that so ruined gross. his life. Oh my God. The, yeah. I wasn't close to it, but there was a, uh, I don't know when you started attending, um, but it was between 2011, 2013 to the, yeah. Um, there was an incident with a guy who was found in the Creek. There was a guy in the Creek when I was there too. Uh, the fa- one like on campus. He was found face down. Yeah. 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 Mine too. Right on that side of river street. Mine too. Um, <laughs> he was found face down. I woke up to the ambulance, them finding him and pulling him out. See now. Mm-mm. So I, one of my internships was at the hospitality house up there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, which I could talk for forever about that. Sure. Um, my internship title was public relations intern. Okay. So I was prepared to help with like statements, events, um, things like that. There wasn't a day that I went that I didn't cook a meal. Okay. Um, so like I understand the point of like when you're in a situation like that an institution like that, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're there for business, PR, whatever. Mm-hmm. If they need help in the kitchen, cooking, doing, you know, dishes, whatever, you have to help. But it was honestly annoying to me that I went there to learn Sorry, like PR Jesus. things, yeah. like writing press releases and doing whatever else. Mm-hmm. And I was like making like pasta salad. Hmm. Um, that was, that was very interesting in itself. Like I never worked there a day where the police didn't come for a fight, you know, drug incident, Um, you know, Boone's already kind of rough. Yeah. 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 It comes to that. And it was nice to be there. Like there were a lot of great people, but like that environment like took a lot out of me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I looked at, I was in the pool for a potential radio job before Mm -hmm. this job and I was looking at possibly living up there again. And I'm thinking like back to like my college room like the the amount student pri- students paid for like not anymore not anymore no they're like charlotte prices now no they are they're they're insane no they are yeah like i was thinking i was i don't know why i allowed myself to be that optimistic like my first um apartment up there 300 bucks a month wow it was fantastic i would kill for that <laughs> and then i lived in the apartments right behind the walmart okay the ones up on the hill uh no not the, the ones, ones. Literally, right, literally right behind the Walmart. Oh, okay. So not Maybe. if Walmart's looking this way, I was behind it, not up here. Oh, okay. Um, okay, gotcha. And that was like, God, four thirty something a month. Yeah, that sounds good. It was good. I was hoping for that. That's not going to ever happen again, apparently. No, it's not. Nope. My first apartment in Boone, um, 
living situations in Boone are wild. Yeah. Um, I lived at the Standard. Do you know? It's the yes. what, McDonald's. Like the brand it was new still one. being built by the time I graduated. I'm pretty sure. I lived there for a year, but it was during COVID, so like I lived at home for half yeah. of it. Um, and I was in a four bedroom and paid around 800 a month oh. for a four bedroom. So oh, each no, one no, no, of no, us no. paid that. No. Um, so I did that and then went home for COVID. And then whenever we decided to go back, me and my friend found a two bedroom because we were like, we're not living with any more random roommates. Sure. Yeah. That's like terrible. Yeah. Um, so just me and her found a place and it was a two bedroom and we both paid like 500. Was it also in the standard or somewhere no, else? Somewhere else. Somewhere gotcha, else. gotcha. Over by like Lowe's, like the park. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived over there. Um, and it was a two bedroom. We both paid like five or six hundred dollars. I don't even remember. And oh, it was gosh. a two bedroom. So and the nice. other one was a four bedroom and we yeah. all paid eight hundred. Um, and I liked it there so much better. It wasn't as fancy, but I was happy. Yeah, but the st- yeah the standard. I don't think the insides had even like their finished walls mm-hmm. by the time I because I gr- I'm a 16 graduate, so yeah. And you're yeah you're 21 graduate. Yes. So yeah, wasn't even done yet. Right. Ooh, no 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 no. Yep. The closest thing to those prices I found hell here in Charlotte, uh, is a well I was excited then I saw the reviews, but uh, it's in Noda and there's beautiful looking looking. Uh, two level, one and a half, one bed, one and a half bath. Okay. Uh, loft. Okay. Seven seventy a month. But the reviews, like you can tell, of the you were happy until the reviews. I was so happy. I was like, I don't care if it's a two year wait list. I'm gonna get on the wait list. I know I can afford it with this job eventually. Uh, and then eight reviews. Only one of them was not a one star review. And it was a five star review. You can tell someone was paid, I guess, something a to leave this percent. review. Uh, everything else was a one star review. That's good. Like, yeah, no. Mm. I was yeah. like, okay, so I will have to find some kind of like eighteen hundred dollar a month studio somewhere. Right. Not so you in the live city. In Mooresville alone. I live with family. You live with family. Okay, so, I do too. Yeah, I do too. So it's all like intense scoping out, looking at prices. Do I find somebody on roommates.com? What's Same the plan? Here. Like, um, my issue is I don't want to be in a position to have to find like a random roommate, right? Or much less a roommate at all. Uh huh. Um, just because of college random sure. roommates. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't the worst. No, like my dorm experiences were fine. Mine were not. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's 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 literally a whole different story. Um, but I'm just wanting to. It's like 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 you said, finding the balance of living yeah. at home versus finding somewhere. Does it make sense for me to move out? Right. Is it worth it? Mental right. health wise, probably. Right. You know. And like, for me, low key, low key, I've only recently entered my hoe phase. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I Your live alone, phase. my hoe phase, yeah. Right. Um. So if I live alone. No issues. No issues. But if I live with somebody, I have to have the whole conversation. It's like, look. This I've, is this is how I operate. Right, right. <laughs> right. So, like, if you're okay with traffic, cool. You're okay with <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean. I will have traffic. No, yeah. <laughs> but. You do you. If not, then this will not work out. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. I, I totally understood that when I was um, at the Standard. It yeah. was me and my friend from high school. Uh-huh. Which we both knew we were going to app. Yep. And freshman year, we both were like, let's have random roommates so we can make more friends. Sure. And it 
went wrong for both of us. And uh-huh. to this day, like, we're still like, why didn't we just live together? <laughs> so we lived together at the standard, and that's who I moved in uh-huh. with my two-bedroom. And our other two roommates, it's like, it was just, you can't make some personalities be friends. Yeah, no, like, you can't. Like, you can't. Um, and it was also during COVID, mm-hmm. so it was it was just a lot. And at one point, we had both moved home. And we came back, and one of our roommates had subleased out her apartment oh. to someone else who moved from Florida who had never been to Boone before, and at the drop of a hat just decided to move to Boone. And I'm like, something's wrong there. Right. You don't just do that. No. Like, you're running. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like you're running. Like, she was probably in her upper 30s or so. Um and, like, she knew she was moving into an apartment with college students. Yeah. And she moved to Boone and started working at, like, Marshalls. So it's not even like she relocated for, we like, a, a good job. Yeah, in the in the Boone Mall. Oh, that's right. I forgot that yes. was there. Um, but, yeah, so we didn't live there at the same time she did, but it's just Mm-mm, crazy. I don't no. know if roommates are worth it. Like, even growing up in, in North Carolina since 04 is when we moved down here from Illinois. Okay. And it's like, no, you scope it out first. Mm-hmm. Like... My orientation was in the middle. It was in the winter mm-hmm. for Boone, so you experience it first when you don't have to be there. She moved in in March, uh huh, and she moved in wearing flip flops. And we were like, "This is how we know you haven't been here because there was like yeah. a foot of snow on the ground." Right. <sighs> like you don't you don't do that. I had a friend who I forget if he was from I think he was from Florida. Never seen snow before in his life, but he was going to App State. That's brave. He literally, That's he brave. was literally wait, late for class one day because he didn't understand what was what was going on. He's like, "Is the world ending?" <laughs> and the way I lost my shit laughing so hard, yeah, because I knew him well enough to where I could perfectly imagine his face, right? Because I've seen him dumbfounded before, right? But him dumbfounded with the face I knew he would have one dumbfounded, but because of snow, I lost my shit in the middle yeah. of class. It was so funny. So funny. That that happens a lot. And there's um, a lot of people like one of my, somebody who was in one of my classes, she was like, I hate everything about Boone. I hate everything about the mountains and about mm. the snow. I'm here because I have a full ride to play like tennis or something. Fair and enough. And I'm like, fair enough, but isn't worth it. Right. To hate yeah. where you live for years and years just to kind of throw your body at a sport. And like she, she found nothing to kind of ruminate or harmonize with and when you're like in athletics in college like that is yeah like, that's that's your family yeah like you don't have time to go to a party and meet more people no like that is who you have so if that you don't is like them, what you eat sleep and breathe it is really it is. And I mean, granted, I never got into like, I was never, I never like, got one of those ponchos. I never got those like strapped sandals. I was never doing the tightrope on Sanford Mall. Oh, uh, tightrope's on Sanford Mall. Miss it. I could watch it. I would never do I'd it. I'd watch it all day. Nope. Could not do it. Mm-hmm. I did play Quidditch one time. Quidditch. One time. Okay. Never again. Um, but <laughs> uh, there, I, there's, I feel like there's way too much stuff there to not find something. So I do find that notion of like she found nothing is weird. I mean, yeah, right. yeah, she was there for athletics, so that took up like her life. But right. there, like at least, don't you like like I don't know, McAdoo's like find something to like, black cat something. No, yeah, yeah, you have to like something, whether it's food or just like laying out in the sun or. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, I loved it. Yes. Um, and I loved it because even if it hit like forty degrees one day, we'd be like in shorts and t-shirts. Oh yeah, because like, oh, we we are are at that point. Your body has attuned itself to where the sun is. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and you're pulling as much energy out of the air Mm -hmm. as you can. 100%. And I would come home and it would be like 60 degrees and my family would be like wearing jackets and I'm like, no, it's time to go swimming. Right. Like (laughs) it is 60 degrees. That is hot. Right. Exactly. Yep. So let's see for me. What do... Oh, okay. So my the one internship I got, I was with Kiss 95.1 in the summer of 15. When Loren and Roy were still brand spanking new to the show, I think Drex had left Maney maybe two, three months before that. Wow. Um, pretty good summer because their producer left, so I got to be the producer That's for awesome. the whole summer. That's you cool. learn a lot. It was great. I yeah. uh, did not like waking up at four o'clock in the morning at Mooresville no. and having to be there at five o'clock to help them no. prepare, but otherwise it was great. Um, met Jordan Sparks. Um, Love but it. there was an incident with Power 98 which is mm-hmm. one of their big urban stations. Mm-hmm. Um, one of their interns ended up Prego. Prego. Yes. By who? By, I forgot his name, but he was like, he you, you could tell he was like the the naughty boy. Uh-oh. The naughty boy of the cast. Um, I forgot his name. There was a whole article about it when it happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, this is 15, so like 12 years, not 12 years ago, seven years ago. Yeah. It was a whole shebang. But wow. immediately you saw X number of individual emails with this person is no longer employed by Beasley Media. Ooh, just, beca- just because of that? Because of that. Okay. He was fired. She was fired. Oh, she was fired. Um, He was not single at the time either. But she was? So she so was. So was this just like a intern fling? Intern like, fling. I don't know if like they just like it was a crime of passion or like she... It had to be. Or he was preying on her or she was trying to get ahead. I don't know what was happening, but that happened. That was crazy. And you were just like, ooh, I'm watching this from afar. Like, I'll have to enjoy this later because literally I have to jump on Can't Beat Loren here in two minutes. (laughs) No, no. Like, literally. literally. They still do that. They still do it. Were they doing War War of the Roses? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I listened to that every single morning in high school. Yes. There wasn't a morning, and I would, like, get out of the car, and my friends would be like, did you hear War of the Roses this morning? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) They they were doing that. They were doing Cambia Loren. Loren got, like, in the 80s or 90s the summer I was there before someone finally beat her. Really? Yes. It was, a, it was a sad day because I had, in their whiteboard in their office, I created, like, a nice fancy, like, chart that had the nice number, right. and I had to get rid of it. I was uh, like, oh, Loren. I mean, it's her job to know pop culture Right, things. yeah, yeah. Loren, you had so, one job. Right. And you did not commit right. that day. Right. <laughs> you did not commit I that get day. I um, I think that's all I have for the moment when it comes to crazy work stories. So I think now it's time for submitted stories. I think it is. So I can't wait to react. around. So, <laughs> now the craziest one we've had so far, I think was with Sam, who was on recently, mm-hmm. where someone who was worked in like a warehouse with like a cardboard compactor uh, found a dead body. <gasps> so let's see what we have today. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is it tasteless to go to a career center for advice on how to get into a field that makes a lot of money or has a lot of potential growth. Basically, I've been out of school for a year now, graduated, and haven't exactly hit the ground running. My main focus has been saving to pay off my student loans. Preach. Right. Um, the problem is this. I don't know what to do. I wanted to go to grad school, but my dream field that I would ideally like to work in, which is English education, is oversaturated and low-paying. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. 
I don't want to be trapped in the poverty cycle that has happened to my parents where they have no retirement savings. Um, I'm 25 and starting to feel desperate. Inflation is terrifying and I'm really afraid I'm never going to have enough money to live a good life. Mm. I want kids one day too and I need money to have them. Mm -hmm. And I need money to raise them properly. I just don't know what to do. Um, my first thoughts, no. I don't think there's an issue with going to find out like what job's going to provide a growth opportunity. Not at all. Like even if like having kids wasn't part of the plan, yeah. you're trying to live a life, right? If you're even if you're living for yourself, don't settle for something that's barely going to get you by. I exactly. Mean, honestly, I wish. I mean, I'm sure there is some sort of percentage somewhere. Right. What percent of people have a degree and then have a job associated? Yes, associated or just the complete opposite. Yeah. Like it's crazy and. The people in my life who have like the greatest high paying jobs, I mean, they're older, but they don't have degrees. Right. So who's who's to say that a degree even does anything? But then now it's almost like if you don't have your master's, yeah. you didn't try hard enough. Right. Or at the very least, if you don't come out of school with five to 10 years of ex- or experience already, like where are you supposed to get it? Where are you supposed to get it? Ex- oh, so it's that. like you either start working like right out of high school Mm -hmm. and work your way up the old fashioned way. Yeah. Or you go to school for 25 years and get your master's and whatever. Yeah. And then graduate and then still barely make enough to live. So I don't, I mean, I don't think that's wrong at all. If you're passionate about like English or something that can always be like on the side, you can do something like that and then find another job that uh, actually brings in the funds. Do it. I will say low key when I think the first time we discussed as a team like weekend plans, I don't know if I like missed every other word or like missed a couple people who didn't have the same plan. But it sounds like everyone has a lake house or a significant other with a lake house. No, they do. I'm like. Or friends. Is this a cult? <laughs> like, well, no, it's also like, because everyone lives in Charlotte, everyone has a pool. Yeah. Everyone has a pool. Like, I went to the pool this weekend with Aaron and Maddie. Uh-huh. And they're like, which pool should we go to? Mine or hers or hers or her? And I'm like, that's a lot of pools. Like, you have a choice? Like, you have a choice? Like, you have options? <laughs> no, I know. But, yeah. Don't Lake, know that life. <laughs> Lake is a big thing, and that might be a team outing, so. Right. Mm. <laughs> I need to prepare for hot girl summer. Hot girl summer? Working on it. <laughs> uh, I got the okay for the gym waiver this morning, so I Good. guess I'll start doing that yeah, tomorrow go. morning. It's today. It was just it's, me and Taylor. Like it's very comfortable. Like you're not cool gonna beans. feel like, oh my gosh, there's so many people, or there's like you know people throwing weights on the ground. Like, right? Yeah. Nice. God, I don't need that kind of toxicity. No, I don't either. But I was just like, so like, do once I get senior tier, do I get a lake house? Like, how does this work? <laughs> like, I don't know the senior system, one, lake house. but it sounds like something I could really get into. Like, who doesn't no, want a lake house? No, seriously. Um, but yeah, that was. <laughs> I thought that was a weird, like, skewed vision of the job that I had one day. And then me and you but, were like, well, we just kind of like watch Stranger Things. Right. Like, fucked around. Binge <laughs> that. I watched Sabrina for the fifth time. Really? Or like, uh, but yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay. Should I apply for a job even if I don't meet all the criteria? I'm about to graduate and I'm looking for my first job post graduation. There's a researcher role I'm really interested in, but they ask for strong quantitative and qualitative skills. My qualitative skills are stronger than my quantitative skills, but I'm really excited by this job opportunity. Should I apply? I really wish you would have broken down what's qualitative and what's quantitative. That's so broad. It's so broad. I love the use of college level use of words usage, but yeah, what 
are you talking about? I need it to be broken down. But before it gets broken down, my answer is yes. Yes. Do you know how many jobs I applied for that were like 10 plus years experience uh-huh. and I ignored it? Yeah. And applied because I feel like all I was told in like career counseling in college was you like you're allowed to apply for other jobs. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a beginner level. Um I mean, apply. Seriously, mm-hmm. what's the worst that could happen? You don't Do hear it. back? Okay. Like, like yeah. You're going you're gonna to hear no so much anyway, which I don't want to. I don't want to say that and sound like, sorry, it sucks. But right. get used to no's. Right. You know, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. The one thing I don't like about the, the economy of uh, either gatekeepers or like people who are responsible for letting people know that they don't get a job is like, I have no issue being like, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I really like the fact that I got to speak with you on it. You mm-hmm. got to kind of vibe with me in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I don't get the job and I have put aside so much time to just talk with you, can you let me know why? Like, right. I'd like to know how to make sure I've got something taken care of so that maybe the next time I do get the job. Yeah, and or no if one you seems don't to have like time. me, cut it off at the first interview, first Sure. Because now there's no less than three. No. No less than three. No. Cut it off at the first. Um, there were weeks I went every single weekday with mm-hmm. a different interview, second, third, first, yeah. whatever it was. Um, also, there's a few, by a few I mean like probably ten that I just never heard back from. I would literally rather get an email back that says no, period, than not know if i got the job or not just right. tell me now right really there was be okay, um, but just tell me i think they're called like biz technological uh solutions something like that they're up in mooresville i did five interviews in a week and a half oh my god still didn't get the job and i don't know why yeah it's like just tell me yeah and i saw a tiktok recently where it's like when like indeed if you're on indeed mm-hmm. and you get like i don't know how many messages a week Saying like, hey, we think you'd be good for this role. Start off by how much does it pay? Mm-hmm. Start it off. Mm-hmm. And I think it's crazy that we have a culture where like you're kind of taught not to do that. Mm-hmm. Wait until after the third to fifth interview where they pitch you the you offer know. or they like they inquire to you like, what are you looking for? Like, no, start off. Why can't we just start off the front back? Like, look, let's save us both time because mm-hmm. again, an awkwardness. an awkwardness and like, if even if I were to go through X amount of interviews, will I get a job that will allow me to live? Because if the answer is no, then I would have never gone through with this. And you can try that same pitch with the next ten people on your call list. And see who it who it works for, but yeah. it's not going to be me. Who need who who needs like there's somebody in your call sheet who is okay with a full time job with part time pay. Right. It's just not going to be me. It's not going to be me. Right? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but not sorry. You'll find someone, I promise. Love will find a way. <laughs> I'm just not that person. Mm-mm. All right. So next one. Coworker found out new hires are getting paid more and it's pestering mm-hmm. me. Uh, or And is pe- they're pestering me. Uh, told her to take it up with the manager, but she said manager is unaware of how much I am making. Do managers not know how much their staff makes? Uh, long story short, I got hired with a handful of other staff uh where apparently getting paid less what ah co-workers who have been working here for a while were apparently getting paid less than us and information discovered by one of the new hires why she asked about her, why she asked about their pay is beyond me anyways now batch one is bitter and obviously upset 
I got sent home early today because I tested positive for the virus, but in the evening, one of batch one texted me and the conversation went like this. Batch one, are you getting X amount? Me, obviously bewildered by this question, yes. Batch one says, are you sure? Manager was surprised when I brought it up. Me, yeah, that's why I picked this job over the other. HR verbally told me and had me sign papers, including my pay rate. Batch one says, can you make sure? Me, getting annoyed at this point, but trying to convey it a true, uh, through text. Manager should know this since she's part of the hiring process. Can she go and ask HR if this is an issue? Um, cutting it to the point where we cutting it to the end there, but, um, if a manager, managers should know what you make. A hundred percent. Like, I um, don't think, I mean, not that they should be telling people, but right, part of yeah. management is making, is, is like knowing that. And I, right. mean, I guess maybe different fields, it's different. Like, I, I don't know. I managers have to know. Right. It's, yeah. So my yeah, question is, are there actual companies with managers who have no idea? I'm going to be off work for five days. Should I contact HR about this also? Any advice? Well, yeah, I don't think someone should be inquiring as to your pay. <laughs> Granted, like there shouldn't be a system where like new people get paid higher. Like no. I think seniority should definitely seniority and good performance. I think right. should definitely carry its weight. I agree. Um, but yeah, if someone's being kind of a troll there, um, I don't think I would be out providing answers like that. I'm very like pro talk about pay um, to the point where I don't think it should be taboo. Um, like you were saying, like in interviews, like let's bring it up. Right. Or also like in a workplace, making sure it's fair with everyone. If everybody's hush hush about how much they make. Right. Um, you're never going to know you know, if you're being wronged or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think that that's a conversation between like trusted individuals and not necessarily like, how much do you make? How much do you make? Okay, well, let's compare numbers and let's, com you know, because it's, some of it's not your business, but I think some of it is. Right. I don't know. It's a tough call. It's, uh, hmm. I hate the ones where I can't give a straight answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. A uh, new HR manager is requiring us to provide our personal email addresses why she's requiring it to be posted to our hr website accessible by all staff mm -mm. i have a work email for people at work to contact me that should be enough agreed i agree like, i think if at work you want to provide your personal email or phone number then you have then you can say that and maybe if hr was asking so that they could send you personal information that would be different but if it's on a log or everyone else can see it, that's not cool. Right, no. And plus, like, depending on the field that you're in, when it comes to, like, and you'd hope that the crazy, like, spam radio, tra the email traffic sticks only to your work email, but if it's all kind of going through maybe the same server, mm -hmm. and that starts kind of getting filtered to your personal mm -hmm. one, I'm I'm not about that. Mm -mm. Uh, that, can, that can not be my problem any day of the week. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. I'm normally pretty good at playing obvious to men, flirting and overly using customer service personality to my advantage, but this man is just different. He comes in every few months and checking in is so uncomfortable. He's a doomsday prepper for sure. He gives us lists of things for us to research because we need to know how, because we need to know our future. And he also wants us to buy he also wants to buy us ice cream. I'm tired. 
I tried telling him I'm not big on ice cream and he still pushed pretty hard for me to get some with him. So I just picked a generic flavor and gave it to a coworker or I leave it in the room freezer. Mm -hmm. Most people, if they talk too much or make you uncomfortable, they call the hotel phone from our cells and act like it's a guest. They understand and wonder why. Not this guy. He will sit on the lobby watching me as I take calls and checking guests in. I've talked to a few coworkers. He only does it with females. He barely talks to the guys. Awesome. I don't know how to get rid of him, and he never seems very stable, like definitely paranoid. Think people, he thinks people are following him, thinks food warehouses are being bombed, etc. Anyone else get these types of people? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, recently I was a concierge. I've never gotten a apocalypse prepper dude mm -hmm. like that. Um, definitely some creepy guests. Oh, um, 100%. For sure. But uh, no one who's been like, well, granted, where I was working, no one could really sit there and not either be on a tour or not living there. So I guess where I was, it really couldn't happen. But mm -hmm. yeah, I've not seen that before. But um, I guess if it was like a hotel or something like that, like you could always like add them to like a no admissions yeah, list or also, something like that. Yeah, also, I mean, I wonder if somebody has asked him like, Hey, like, is there, I mean, I'm sure, is there something I can help you with? Like, are you looking for someone? Right. Do you have questions about the hotel? Like, I don't really know much more of the situation, but everywhere there's going to be, especially if you work somewhere public, like a hotel or a restaurant or right. literally anything else, something crazy is going to happen. Um, like when I worked as a supervisor at the school, um, the big part of our jobs was people would scan in their app cards to sure. make sure that they were students and could get in the gym. Oh, app cards. <laughs> Sorry, I know. went back. People, um, you had to scan in. You sure. Had to make sure you had a waiver signed, whatever. It didn't matter how many times you came in, what you did, whatever. Um, but there was like a few times that students would come in and like creep behind others. And I'm like, sure. are you just visiting and you don't want to pay a visitor's pass? Yeah. Or are you being creepy? Right. And then there was another time that this older gentleman came in the doors and I'm like, okay, you're not in college here. What's right. For sure. I went up. I'm like, Hey, can I help you? He goes, yeah, I helped build this facility. However long ago he said, and it would mean a lot to me if you would let me just walk around and take a look at things. And I was like, unfortunately, this is at like 10 o'clock at night. Like every yes, time. Yes, so no, yeah. I'm like, it's not like it's 2 o'clock and you're touring with your family. Like you are right. at home and it is dark and whatever. Um, and I'm like, unfortunately, like if we're not in guest hours, I just made some shit up. Um, you're going to have to come back whenever we can give you a proper tour. And he's like, are you sure? I'll be so quick. And it's like, it's hard to stand up for yourself, but I had to be like, this is not allowed. I'm right. sorry, you have to leave. Now, was this pre or post broken leg? Did you have your post-broken leg trauma fortification? No. no this was pre-broken broken leg. Broken leg was pretty far towards the end. Okay. Which is good. But it got to the point, like, literally when I had to go to work, I was like, please don't let there be another broken yeah. leg. Yeah. Please. I just want to go and stand there and nothing happen. Yeah. Fair enough. Just Fair leave enough. me alone, everyone. <laughs> okay. We got time for one more. Okay. Uh, first time working front desk. How do I prepare? Yikes. Hey, so I've never worked as a hotel receptionist before, but I desperately wanted to leave my cashier job. The hours and benefits were really nice, but the pay, I can't do anything with it. Been there. So I went looking for a better job and receptionists came to mind, giving that I feel like they require all the same skills, but I just didn't land any interviews. 
Therefore, I lied and added a past experience at a front desk agent, and voila! I managed to get a new a few interviews, and I eventually landed a job, which I'll start in a couple of weeks, but I have no real experience. Where can I learn the most before starting so I don't look like a fraud? Well, I mean... I'd say they're they're similar in the sense that it's very client facing. Oh yeah, customer facing. And I feel like customer service, whether it's in a restaurant, retail, whatever. Right. You learn the basics of customer service. Oh yeah. Like you're not going to be blindsided. No. I don't think, and it's not like they're expecting you to show up in no protocol anyway. So you know, show up, learn what you got to do, and just be confident. Yeah. And go with it. And That's what I would do. and again, just like with really any form of client service, especially food services, but even in hotels and um, apartment situations, um, you'll meet certain characters um, of all sorts, none of which you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just part of the territory. You just it is make sure you know what your rules are. Granted, I will say from experience, it's it's crappy to have a set of rules that you as receptionist will have to enforce Mm -hmm. but if you i had a boss who was very like have me try to enforce the rules but then cave when wouldn't back you up yeah no Mm -hmm. so make me look like like a punk great Mm -hmm. thanks i really appreciate it that'll suck that happened to me too um i will say that'll not be an ideal element of the situation but Mm -hmm. Yeah, just know what know what your rules are, what you're supposed to on paper enforce, and do the best you can. Um, um, I will say not the one of the not fun parts of those jobs that you don't realize that you're part of until it happens is that you're kind of security as well. Mm. I mean, granted, like where I was, the real security would take over at night, like overnight. But you're also kind of security. So mm-hmm. when the weirdos come in, you do have to take care of it, which is not great. Um, and hopefully you got backup depending on the situation. But yeah, that is a part of it. Yeah, 100%. Like I, my first job, um, I worked front desk at a nail salon um, near my house. And I wasn't even looking for a job. I was getting my nails done one day. Um, and I was talking to the owner. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just looking for kind of a side job. And he's like, okay, you can work here. Like it just kind of. And so when something like that happens, you just take it when you're 16 or whatever. Sure, yeah. So I took it, um, and the drama that comes out of people in nail salons is wild. (laughs) And people would come in, and, you know, they'd have to wait for 20 minutes, and I thought I had an appointment and whatever, and get mad at me. I'd go to my manager. They'd go, oh, she's so annoying. You know, she's here all the time. She's so annoying. And then walk up to them and go, I apologize for her behavior, blah, 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 like to me. Right. You know? And it's like, just because I'm like the young front desk girl doesn't mean you can like beat on me. Right. And then people would, I don't like this color. Um, I don't want to pay this. Like people would get, sit down for two hours, get all their nails done. Right. And go, I don't really like it. I don't want to have to pay for it. We had to call the cops a few times. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's hundreds of dollars sometimes. Yeah. And then it's just always, I don't know. It's like, oh, she's so annoying. But then whenever the manager's in front of the customer, it's, I'm so sorry. She's the one who messed up. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You got to love it. You just got to take it. And when you're 16, you don't know better than to just take it. Yeah. So. Yeah. The things that we wish we knew when we were younger. No, really. Oh, my God. It's a pain in the I ass. I would have stood up for myself more because who can talk to someone like right. that? Saying no is a game changer. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most important things I've learned so far. Mm-hmm. Saying no is a game changer. 100%. Either no, I don't want to do that thing. That's not part of my job description. Or no, I'm not taking the fault because the customer is not always right. No. The customer is barely ever right. Right. Um, which. 
Now, the customer do what I say, the customer be right a bit more often than usual. Right. But that's contingent on you doing what the hell I say. Right, but they, but they don't. <laughs> they don't. Um, so, yeah, I get that. Um, loves of, of customer service. Thank you.